0: What is going on everybody? This is Rick Adams. We got Jack Ferris on the line here because Rick Adams is away on a business trip for work up in New Hampshire. Um we're gonna talk about a lot of hockey, as we always do. Uh Jack, say hello.
1: What's up, listeners? Jack Farris here. Happy to be back with you Rick, happy to be talking to you over the phone this time and over remote because you're up in uh New Hampshire area. But uh hey we're still getting this done right we're still talking yeah. hockey. we're still bringing our
0: listeners good content Yep. oh yeah we listen we uh we are dedicated to this um we're trying to bring our listeners the best hockey content that we possibly can to the best of our capabilities and uh you know let's uh you know let's dive right into it jack jack let's uh you know what, what would you like to talk about first i mean there, there's been some great games um i'm ready to talk about any series really
1: um you, you got the floor. Well, first and foremost, they, the, the series I wanted to talk about a little bit is because uh, I was watching it and I, I was away a little bit on business too and uh, I was watching it on the iPad there. Darren Helm for Colorado scoring what, what was it? Four, four <laughs> I seconds know. left. I know. I was, you know, Jack's picks. I was rooting for St. Louis obviously. You know, listen, I, Colorado's a sick team. You know, we all know how good McCarr and McKinnon and Ronin is and you know, so much depth, but, uh, I was secretly rude for St. Louis cause they were probably the underdog and I you know, I do kind of like St. Louis a lot. I, I like a lot of players in St. Louis. So, uh, I was rude for them and you know, it was about to go to overtime and I was like, wow, I think St. Louis is going to pull up uh, an, offset, an upset here. Right. So next thing you know, 3.8 seconds to go. Fucking Darren Helm scores. He puts it away for Colorado. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, you know it really is because uh, I think I texted you. I, I was uh, I was with Mister Adams and we were uh, watching the game and I'm like, ah, I guess this one's going to OT unless uh, the Avalanche come down and score. And there was like twelve seconds left and then they skate up and they just they just put it in. It's it's crazy. Um, you got to give credit to St. Louis a little bit, man. They showed resiliency through that whole series, man. Um, I totally underestimated them a hundred percent. So. Um, you know, I don't know I why think, though. I couldn't give you a good enough reason why. I just, uh, I don't know. They just weren't on my radar at
1: all. They really weren't. I think, yeah, I think the thing with Colorado is they're just their sheer firepower is so much stronger than St. Louis. You know, what I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, Tarasenko and and, and Braden Shen and, and Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. These guys are good. They're very, very good players and they've got a lot of playoff experience but I just don't think they have they match up against Color like Colorado's just that extra four gears, you know mm-hmm. when you talk about McKinnon and Rand and McCall are, you know right uh, so and even their blue line is pretty damn solid aside from McCall Josh Manson's been playing good Bowen Byron stepped in for Sam Gerrard and he's playing pretty damn well too right so uh yeah it's uh I'm not surprised Colorado won, but I was rooting for St. Louis a little bit, but, um, not surprised at all. that
0: say that, uh, Colorado's, you know, playing Edmonton right now. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I do want to say I'm surprised about, uh, was that you and I both got the pick wrong with, with Calgary versus Edmonton. I just couldn't believe that whole series. And I, uh, I really am shocked that Calgary only won one game. I, uh, I really yeah. am shocked. I I it left me speechless. I mean, I'm happy for the Oilers. Don't get me wrong. Uh, now I'm rooting for them, but uh, I just uh, I, I really was left speechless. Honestly, I was like, "Wow, this is you know you you love to see it. It's something in a good way. You love to see it. And like you were saying, for the for the I don't know the better of the league and whatnot, and and for the Oilers team and the fans and everything, you got to see them. You know, make it out of the second round and whatnot. So it's
1: just yeah, uh, I think you got gotta love it. Yeah, when you first of all, you have a guy like Connor McDavid. Mm -hmm. He's like he's like the Tom Brady. Like I I don't know. Actually, it's a bad comparison. You can't say Tom Brady because McDavid doesn't have the championships that Brady has, obviously. But you know, he's that that echelon. You know, he's the he's the superstar of the NHL. You know, like when you talk about. we talk about the NFL. Who you talking about? You talk about Tom Brady, maybe not anymore, but it, you know, you, you talk about maybe LeBron James or uh, you know, I don't know. I follow hockey the most. So I'm not going to be a good guy to pick players from different leagues, but you get my dr- my draft right. Yeah, uh,
0: listen, he McDevitt, stands David, out in the league. That. He stands out in the
1: league. You, you, you can see out. it. Any any yeah. any person that doesn't, doesn't watch, watch hockey, yeah, doesn't know it he exactly. Exactly. The guy that's never watched hockey, doesn't even know the rules or how it's played, to watch Connor McDavid fly down the rink and deke out four guys and be like, oh, wow, that was cool. Like someone's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, even if you don't know the sport, you can appreciate how fucking good he is. Exactly. So I do think it's good for the league that he goes deep in the playoffs. Um, but where I think, I think I gave Calgary a lot of credit just because of Markstrom and, uh, Maybe I kind of got blinded by how much I like Matthew Kachuk and how good of a season Johnny Goudreau was having. I mean, look, Calgary is a good team, no doubt, but I think I underrated Edmonton's depth. Like, I kept saying, oh, it's just McDavid Drysettle, but I think you tend to forget how Ryan Nugent Hopkins is still a pretty damn good player. And he goes, he flies under the radar because you don't, you think a centerman on, uh, Edmonton, you're not thinking Nugent Hopkins. You're thinking McDavid, Truscell. Of course. But but Nugent Hopkins is is a damn good player. You know he really is. And Evander Kane has been lights out for them ever since they signed him and gave him a shot. Uh, I like the kid Ryan McLeod. I like him too. Flying around. He's not. You know, he's not putting up big points, but he looks pretty damn good. Zach Hyman is a fucking. He's like an angry dog out there. You know, he's just running around, hitting, and fucking. He buries him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, and their blue line hasn't looked bad. You know, like guys like Cody Cece, Tyson Barry, Duncan Keith, Dar- even though he's Darnell, a perpetuator. Darnell the Nurse, man. man, he had a huge goal. He had a huge yeah. goal. They all they've been stepping up, and yeah, you know what? Sure. I'll let Jack Ferris will admit when he's uh, a little bit wrong and didn't do enough research, and I think I underrated Edmonton's depth. I think I underrated their players. You know, I think I just kind of said everything that uh, a guy on ESPN or TSN would say, and go, oh, it's McDavid like Dreisaddle. But um, Evan Bouchard's been solid for them. I mean, they got a lot of guys that, uh, you know, I wasn't really thinking about, it, I guess, or I wasn't giving enough credit to. I knew about them. I knew about the players, obviously, but, you know, wasn't giving them enough credit, I don't think. Right.
0: Um, listen, a guy I want to give, give credit to, and he's not really looking so hot. He got yanked in the... I think it was the second period here, this Edmonton versus Colorado game going live right now as, as we're recording this. But when when people hear this, they will it will not be live. Um, looks like Darcy Kemper left the game, actually. It says undisclosed injur- injury. I wonder if that uh, changes anything. But point of this is I wanted to give credit to Mike Smith for that last series against Cal- Cal- Calgary. Um, wow, folks, Colorado just scored again. Goaltending is going to be an issue. Um, but listen I wanted to give
1: Colorado I wanted to give for yeah them
0: I wanted to give a special shout out to uh, to Mike Smith just because uh, you know I remember saying that it, unless Mike Smith plays out of this world goaltending you know um, he can be the difference maker just because of him standing on the head. Listen, honestly, honestly, and obviously, you got guys like Kane leading the team in goals, and McDavid leading the league in points, and and, and you know all this stuff. Um, those guys are true difference makers. Don't get me wrong, but I mean. If, if they can't stop the puck, then, then whatever. You know, I, I think I went through the stats last last uh, podcast episode, but Mike Smith, game two and game three, really did play lights out. He played well. Um, you know, and that's all you could ask for. But, uh, you know, this – listen, we, we said this – I think you and I spoke privately. We are like uh, – this this series Edmonton to Colorado is going to be a shootout. I mean, I don't think any, I don't think both goalies are are tremendous. You know, um, I don't I don't want to use the word different make, difference makers because I just used it. But I don't think they're that good. You know, I don't think they're. I don't think it's going to be a a two one game, a three one game. I mean, look at the score right now. It's seven to three. You know, it's seven to three and. And Edmonton has very good offense, so you know it just comes down to home games for Colorado and uh, the goaltender standing on the standing on his head, really. Um, I, I've said it before. People give me shit for saying, "Oh, that's all I talk about." But I don't think those people really know hockey. Honestly, I really don't think they know it. Um, so you know, that's that's where we're at. That's where I'm at, at least, and. Uh, <clears throat> You know, it, it really, you, you can't, you can't really, you can't really uh, let that go unnoticed. The home games and how much of an effect it has and really the goaltender just playing lights out on on certain nights and that, that really, you know, whether he's the third string, the first string, whatever, he could, he could be the difference maker. So, you know. Holy 100%. shit. I don't know if you just saw that goal by, uh, I was just watching. Yeah, it. that was, was insane. Dry just toe drags it and passes it right to Connor McDavid for a one timer goal. That's an unreal play. Unreal. That's what's going to
1: take for Edmonton to win. Is those two guys just, you know, step it up. At least from here. I mean, like I said, uh, last series when they played Calgary, their depth really stepped it up, but the way Colorado's firepower is going, uh, mcdavid's gonna to have to match mckinnon and all these guys that's for sure yeah i mean you got
0: but, uh, <laughs> there was great defensive effort on that they just he just did a nice move it was unreal sorry
1: no but i you know what rick i agree with you on the um on you know the i think the home games and away games type of thing like it matters and it doesn't i i think it matters to an extent i i do think like these guys get a little more pumped up when their hometown and their home crowd is, is oh, junk, you know, really ramping it up and really pumped 100%. up, and going nuts. And, um, but I do think these guys are professionals, and I think even on the road they could tune that out and stuff because these guys are just they're professionals. Um, you get what I'm saying? Like I, I don't think a Tampa Bay is going to be scared by like the Rangers crowd well, being loud. They've I been there. They've yeah. done that. You know what I mean? I, I think it's. I don't you think. What I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, Tampa. I will agree with, but I think other teams. I mean, listen. Look at Carolina Rangers series. Um, you know, Rangers haven't lost a home game since the first game they played in the Pittsburgh series that went to triple OT. Um, and and my whole thing is is, me saying these home games and the and the goaltending standing on the head, is based off the Rangers playing. Um, you know. Well, goaltending—I definitely agree with. I, I know. Matters. Listen, I, it's no secret. It's Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. There's no place like it, and all this, all this shit, right? But just from my own eyes, from what I'm watching, you really see, um, you really just see the difference in a game, a home game in Madison Square Garden for the Rangers versus a home game in Carolina. I'm sorry. Um, I, I said it even before the game started. I was saying to a couple people that I just don't think Carolina, even though Carolina that game 7 was 7-0 and at home um, I just don't think that Carolina plays with that much more adrenaline, that much more edge at a home game compared to the Rangers do at Madison Square Garden on a home game. Um, why is that? I don't know. Is it the crowd? Is it this? I don't know. But that's just what I noticed and I I said I had a feeling game seven. I said I had a feeling the Rangers are just going to come out fucking exploding because they're finally going to get it together and whatnot, whether it's mentally, whether it's a game plan, you know, going into game seven on the road. um, You know, they did it. And uh, it's really hard for me not to root for them as a New York Islanders fan. Honestly, I got to say it. People will say I'm a fake fan, but I really don't give a fuck. So, Hey, yeah, I don't blame
1: you. I mean, uh. I think it's, you know, like I said, the home game thing, I I think you're right in a sense, like to a degree, but I think also in some cases it doesn't really matter. Uh, You know, I think it could go either way. Um, The goaltending, I agree with because for two reasons. Igor Shasturkin was the best goalie in the Pittsburgh and Carolina series by a long shot, and that's a huge reason why the Rangers won oh yeah um, not taking anything away from their players and stepped it up guys like Jacob Truba and, and you know the list goes on and on for me um Lindgren just jumping in front of shots blocking shots playing like a, a warrior. warrior playing like Dan Girardi from like 2011 you know what I mean <laughs> yeah um Andrew Kopp stepping it up like these, you know, a lot of the guys stepped it up and got. Ryan Strome up. stepped it up big time. Former New York Islander. Yeah, he he scored a huge goal for them. Um, but yeah, no doubt, like uh, it, it's the goal. To, like Igor Shesterkin is is a huge reason that the Rangers won. I mean, you could you, you could see, especially I think against Carolina, because against Carolina, like they were getting power plays. Carolina was getting really good chances, and they just couldn't get it past them. Right, you know. So, um, it's going to be a way bigger test—not to jump ahead of things here, but when the Rangers go and play Tampa, they're gonna. This is going to be a real test for them. Like, can their big guys get step it up? Can Panarin and Sabanajad and Kreider? Because Kreider's another. You know, he, he's he's been lights out every. You know, he's contributing every game. Yeah. He's doing what he has to do. Um, those guys are going to really have to step it up because you're not playing against, no disrespect to Antti Branca, because he's a solid goalie, and Tristan Jari. You're going up against Andre Vasilevsky now, who is probably the best goalie in the league, I think. I think Shashirkin will probably be the best goalie in the league, but I don't think you could really say he's better than Vasilevsky yet. Vasilevsky's no. still very good. He's still in his prime. He's won two Cups. This guy's a legit goalie. An illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So...
0: And there's no debate. Huge, there's no debate, honestly. And, and you know what's funny, huge, huge real quick? difference. Real quick, Jack. With, with Vasilevsky, it's like he let in five goals on that game one against Toronto and then automatically flipped, flipped the switch. You know? was lights out ever since. Seriously. It's like he took that to heart. He took that personally and just... He just flipped the switch, man. Really did. Um... Real quick, I want to just throw out a stat there. Uh, Shuster can finish that series with 1.72 uh, goals against. I mean, you really you really can't ask for much more. And I think I mentioned it in the podcast last time, uh, last episode, that the first two games, just Rangers couldn't bury, you know. Um, they couldn't bury their chances. And, and we said it, like, they just need to capitalize on their opportunities more. And, and they'll they'll finish this they'll close out the series and finish it and, and hey they did just that you know
1: yeah absolutely look they uh, the guys that needed to step up for the Rangers were able to step up for the Rangers you know um, and it was definitely it was all Igor you know not all Igor but he was a big part of it yeah but, um, Hey, listen. I don't. think the the oh, younger good. guys did. They played oh, well. Oh yeah, you know, like Brandon Schneider that came they did their job. They didn't look intimidated. They came in and they stepped up. They played the right way. Heedle played great. Philip Heedle really played yes. great, man. Good, good catch. I'm glad because I was watching him the other night, and he's he's looked way better. He's looked, you know, like a different player.
0: Yeah, he's he really, really stepped. Yeah.
1: Up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's shooting more. He looks more confident. He doesn't, you know. He's not hesitant with the puck. You know what I mean. Like he, he yeah. looks like he's gaining confidence. Looks like yeah, it looks
0: like he's been there before. You know.
1: Yeah, 100%. He's another guy. So if you get him going, that's just another uh, piece of the arsenal for them. So. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Uh, oh, I agree. I'm impressed with the man. I really am because I'll admit I was a little scared. I was a little nervous. Carolina, cause, you know, Carolina's a good team, but. uh the whole time Rangers I knew the Rangers had the edge in goaltending. I knew he was a better goalie than any goalie on Carolina. And he came in and proved it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah.
0: Um and you know what? We we were saying like the real test now is with with Tampa. Um and that's a scary team, man. I, I don't I don't want Tampa to win at all just because of the last two years what they did to the Islanders. Um hmm. so that's why I'm like, I just want, you know, you know, I just want Tampa to lose. Let, let both New York teams <laughs> come together <laughs> for, for the yeah. sake of New York and be fucking Tampa, man, please. I, uh, I just, I <laughs> if I'm betting on it, I got to go with Tampa just because just of the past, you know, you know, past two years. Look at it, two-time Stanley Cup champs, but, you know, if I'm betting, I'd have to pick them to win the series, but, um, I don't know, man. I, I we said this with, with series before. Um, it wouldn't shock me, you know, if the Rangers win. But I guess in a way it would, just because of the elite team that Tampa is, and then yeah, the Rangers kind of coming out of nowhere, you know. Yeah. So, well, that
1: was uh on Thursday of last week when um. Game five for the Rangers when man. Carolina won that game 3-1, and they went up 3-2. I was just like, oh, God, like, I was thinking to myself, it's no what Carolina's going to win the series. So that's what I was thinking. But that game six, man, on uh, Saturday night. Yeah. They stepped it up. They looked like a different team. They were playing with pace there. It was that home you know, game, that, man. <laughs> yeah, telling it was a home game. So, you know, whether it. it was that or they were just getting – they were ready to play. They didn't want to lose. They uh, – they, you know, they bumped up their pace, there's no doubt. They had some pep in their step. So, their big guys got it done. And, you know, the guys like Tyler Mott and these guys, and uh, like you said, Philip Heedle, they got it done. You rush sure can and play great, so. Yeah. it's um, it. But before that game seven,
0: I, I sent out a text. I don't know if it was you or a separate group chat whatnot. I said, I think the Rangers' top guys get it done, like Fox, Kreider. Uh, Shesterkin,
1: you know, and and there you go, you know. So I'm impressed with Fox because at first I thought like when he played against Pittsburgh and even in the beginning of the Carolina series, I felt like he was kind of getting pushed around a little bit. He was a little bit like I wouldn't say intimidated, but like he was getting shut down a little bit. But you watch him with the puck, man. His poise and just he waits and he he waits for an open seam and makes a smart play, smart pass. Like he's He's such a smart, poised player, um, and he's a good enough skater. Like, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's quick enough to, like, kind of skate himself out of trouble, and, you know, every pass is a good pass, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. You don't see him just, like, throwing it blind or something. Like, every, every play he makes, whether it's at the blue line or in his own zone, it, it has a meaning, and... Um, if you watch him and you really focus on Fox and the way he plays defensively and just moving the puck out of his own end, it's uh, it's pretty impressive to watch. Yeah, he's hey, smart. Hey, his brain works pretty well with, with he, the
0: puck. I'll tell you that. He has 18 points in 14 games played in the postseason for a reason. You know, so five goals, 13 assists. Great guy in the power play. Um, you can't ask for more, man, out of your defenseman right there. You know. That's, no, uh,
1: definitely not. Contributes both ends right to the ice, yeah. you know. And it's not like he's like a negative twelve, you know. Well, that's what I mean. He's not. He's not a liability because he's not. He's not like a riverboat gambler. You know, he's not just going out there flying around trying to be three guys, losing the puck, and turning it over. Like, like I said, every you watch him, every play he makes, it's with meaning. He, you know, he, he is poised, like he's. He's not throwing it blind behind his back. He's not, like, trying to beat two guys to make the highlight real goal. He's He just kind of knows where to put the puck and where not to, and he waits and waits, you know. He has that extra second of patience where, you know, maybe the guy goes to stick check him, and he's already got it off his blade until the guy is open that the other guy left. Like, he's just he's smart when you watch him. So, there's a reason I get that many assists, and you know, he's uh, amazing offensively, and He's not, you know, he's not afraid to get hit. He's not, you know, um, he doesn't play soft. But you know, he's not the guy that's going to lay out. He's not a big kid. He's not a big muscular kid. He's not like Charlie McAvoy or Truba or one of these guys. But uh, he doesn't have to be because I think his brain gets him out of trouble. Like instead of having a big hit, yeah. His hockey IQ is yeah, is off the charts. Like he, he kinda he could watch a guy's shoulders and make a good stick check. He could just move the puck out of his zone and you know, quality play, get it in the hands of his forwards. Like so, you know, between that and then you got Jacob Trouba on the right side as well, it's doing the opposite end of that, like throwing hits, being aggressive and physical. I mean, not too many guys in the league that are that Jacob Trouba is uh, intimidated of, you know what I mean? The guy hammers guys a big, fucking strong, muscular kid. Um, and he's offensively not so bad either. If you remember Truba back in Winnipeg, he was putting up a lot of points. He was kind of running that power play. So um, I'm sure if he was running the power play for New York instead of Fox, he would probably have even more points too. But it's we kind of have the best of both worlds. We got two great right-handed shot team men. One's great offensively, one's great defensively. Yeah. You know, so –
0: Truba's been playing like a
1: bruiser out there. I have to say too, you know, I'm taking
0: any
1: yeah. shit, you know. And I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Jacob Truba gets enough credit. I think some Ranger fans don't aren't like super tuned into hockey, kind of give him give him shit, or at least they used to, because he makes a lot of money. But I've always liked Truba. Defensively, what he does, he you know, I don't think he gets enough credit for, because you know, uh, from that side looking in, you kind of Fox gets all the credit. And rightfully so, because he's got so many points and he scores goals and stuff. But you know what Truba does is support. Truba's a very, very good defenseman. There's no doubt about it. Right.
0: Um. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I've heard that before. You know, Ranger fans complain and whatnot about Truba, but you know I don't watch them religiously unless it's playoffs and whatnot and the games on. And, you know, it's the only game of the night and whatever I'll watch. But uh, hey, from what I see, you're getting your money's worth. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. definitely, uh, definitely get your money's
1: worth there. Um, On the Carolina side of things, I mean, so, well, I don't want to give the Rangers fourth line. I think's been great too. I mean, I think all those guys like Reeves, Ty, Tyler Mott's I guy, I want to see the Rangers resign. He's done a lot. He's been yeah. bang. He's been some bang for the buck. I've, I've heard that a lot of teams wanted him too. Uh, a lot of playoff teams wanted him, and I can see why now because. He just goes out there, and he's just like a little buzzsaw. He just runs around. He's, like, stripping guys from pucks. He's diving in front of shots. He's fucking, you know. Yeah. Him and him and Frank Petrano. Two Petrano, not yeah. A lot of Petrano, I want
0: to acknowledge. He played
1: great. And He uh, played great? Yeah, he did. He's jumped. He jumped. Yeah, I think I think the Rangers were up, like, uh, was it 4-1? And he's diving in front of slap shots and shit. And he's, oh, that's a yeah, he's, great... I'm so
0: glad you brought that up. I saw a stat. I don't know what they ended on. I saw a stat. I think it was by the third period. The Rangers had fucking 20 block shots at one point. I mean, that's 20 block shots. I mean, that's like...
1: Barclay Goodrow comes back. Something else, man.
0: Yeah, Goodrow
1: coming back was huge. Definitely huge. Huge Huge penalty killer, and we know Carolina had the good power play going, so having him back for that was, was key. Yeah, the Rangers um, Rangers
0: finished that game real quick, Rick Well oh Rick Jack, I mean. Um they finished that game with twenty five block shots. That's you can't ask for much more, man. That's that's
1: it's great. Yeah. And like I said, these underrated pickups like Tyler Mott, Frankie Vitrano, um, where unless you're like a an avid NHL follower, you probably you might not have even heard of them. You know what I'm saying? Before right. they came to the Rangers. But these guys they're blocking shots. They're running around, like I said, like buzzsaws. You know? They're just they're hitting guys. They're getting in front of the net, taking shots on goal. They, they look like they never get fucking tired. You know? And those are the type of guys you need in the playoffs. You know.
0: Oh yeah. Dude, the dirty work.
1: Good championship teams. I yeah. the Rangers are a championship team, but the Rangers have their superstars ready, right? They have Zabanajad and Panarin and Kreider. Um you know, so they, they have Adam Fox, you know what I mean? So, like, you're not going to go out and acquire a big-name fucking superstar at the deadline. But when you give up a lower-end draft pick, you know, a third-round pick, maybe a second, and you get these guys like Petrana. like Mott and Vetrano, you know, um, you sign Goodrow in the offseason as a free agent. These are the guys that are making a difference in the playoffs, you know, and you're seeing it with all these teams that are winning. You've right, seen it with, right. uh, with, with, you've definitely seen it with Tampa. I was We've talked about yeah, that. We, we you know, they do that, it every yeah. year. They go out and they usually spend first round picks to get guys like Nick Paul, um Brandon Hagel, who was a very smart pickup. He's locked up for a couple more years, a, a nice cap hit. But these guys know, like these, these GMs and coaches know they've been playing in the championships and playing in the cup and going deep in the playoffs. They know. They, they identify what their team needs, and that's what they need in the playoffs. I mean, they already have their superstars. They're not going out and acquiring an Artemi Panera or a repeat bootstrap at the deadline. It's not going to happen. But they know I'll pay up. I'll give a first-round pick and a prospect for a guy like Hagel, who's 25 years old. He's going to run around. He's going to block shots. He's going to score goals. You know, you get Frankie Petrano. I forgot what the Rangers paid for him. Maybe a second-round pick for the game? A second- or third-round pick? I think it was actually a third that they gave to Florida for Frankie Petrona. And you can't go wrong with that one. I think Mott was the same thing. Pretty sure Mott was a third round pick, maybe even a fourth. They didn't give up much for Tyler Mott. I mean, and these guys are making a difference. It's there's depth players that are hungry and they're willing to block shots. And they're, you know, they're obviously good, good enough players where they can skate well and they're quick and they can run around They hit guys that bump six. It's the bottom six. Like if you have a, a competent bottom six that knows how to play, right, and isn't isn't afraid to play playoff hockey and block some shots and, and get hit and and go to the front of the net and get cross checked in the fucking back as they're trying to jam a puck in. Those are the type of guys you need in the playoffs, right? It, 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 time and time again, you know. And like I said, we, the Rangers did a great job. I think Drew did an awesome job. Um, with that, with Mott and Vitrano. Obviously, Andrew Kopp, who costs a lot more than Vitrano and Mott and these guys, but, um, you know, Andrew Kopp, obviously a great pickup, too. Um, but every team does it that, that is smart and wants to win a cup. I mean, even Colorado did it. They had to their bottom six. I know they had a Leckett, and not that he's some big bruiser, but he's a smart bottom six forward. They had Josh Manson, big, tough right hand shot, team in So, you know, these teams, they know the teams that go deep in the playoffs. You make smart depth ads. Um, and there are players that are willing to play greasy. You know, yeah, you got to you got to play that greasy game. Yeah, and you got to play
0: with that grit. You got to have that. Listen, you got to be you got to be physical. You got to win the puck battles. You got to play with some heart. And you got to have yeah, that you in take front.
1: Pucks out. Yeah,
0: and you got to have that in front of the net presence, man. That's that's a big yeah, uh, you know, that's a big big key right there.
1: Um, I mean look at look at Pittsburgh all those years back when they were winning cups, like they had a guy like Chris Kunitz. Yeah. He Dupuy. was a winger, he was he out the physical Dupuy. block shots and what'd he do? He played with Crosby and what would he do? He would run into the corners get the pucks and get them get them to Sidney Crosby. Exactly. He would go he'd go get hit, he would get the puck, he'd get it to Crosby, Crosby would score. I mean that was that was kind of his job, you know. Yeah, that's that's why he was there. <laughs> you know? But uh, I think the Rangers did a great job at the deadline. I don't think they, they mortgaged too much of their future. You know, they didn't have to mortgage their prospects and their picks so much. I'm sure they gave up some picks for this year, but it's not really going to matter because now they're so deep in the playoffs. But, um, I mean... Yeah, Rangers did great, I mean You talk about Carolina, I think they're still in a good spot um, They're still a good team uh, If Freddie Anderson comes back, like, that definitely hurt them Yeah, that Emerson definitely hurt better. them, 100% He's a better goalie than uh, Auntie Ranta And that Russian kid Kachekov's a backup goalie He got thrown into a pretty tough situation, I think Yeah, it's definitely but, uh, not easy yeah, so that sucks for his confidence. You know, you get thrown into a game seven and you kind of the first shot on goal was a fucking goal. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Carolina's a good team too. Um, I don't, you know, you start looking at Carolina and the Rangers, and at first you see the, the season the Carolina had and you kind of get uh, blinded by it. But I think the Rangers have more depth than them, you know? Yeah. That you know, yeah, no, they, I agreed. They really do, but uh, yeah. When you like, as far as Carolina goes, though, they have some decisions to make. They get, they definitely got to resign Tony D'Angelo, which is going to be uh interesting to see what he gets because I think he's he's going to have to get a lot of money after the season he had. Uh, I don't know how you know if it's going to be long term or what, but you got to make a decision on him, and you definitely got to make a decision on uh Vincent Trocheck because he's I believe he's a UFA. I believe and he's so been a too. Big yeah. piece of their team, but uh, you know you got Sveshnikov locked up, you got Aho locked up a few more years. I think you got Slavin locked up a few more years. Um, so you know they definitely got some good players locked up, but I'm sure they'll get get something done with uh with Tony D. I think you know I'm sure he's going to get paid big time. He's had an unreal year. Uh, Trocheck, awesome second line center, plays with some grit, got a lot of skill. So um. I think they're in a good spot. I think they're going to be competitive still for a few more years. we got to get Anderson healthy and maybe add a few pieces here and there. But, uh, you know, maybe they bring, guy, bring back a guy like Max Domi if he's not too expensive. He seems to fit in pretty well with them too. So oh, what, what do you think, Rick, about Carolina?
0: Um, well, they definitely got some decisions to make, uh, like you said, with with Trocek. You know, you would like to see them re-sign him. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, you know, I don't know their current cap off the top of my head. I'll get into that in a sec. But uh, you know, you mentioned about Tony D there. Uh, I mean, just given the the market for the defenseman, you know, um, I think Seth Jones kind of ruined that that market there. But uh, you gotta say, I mean, I'm expecting Tony D to get no less than like six mil, six and a half mil. You know, six point five really, maybe for three years. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't see it being any less than that. Um,
1: I don't think he's going three years. So he, You don't think 26 so? Going, he's, he's 26 going, going on 27. If his agent's smart, he's going to get him more than three years.
0: Well, I, that, that is true. No, that is true. You got a solid point there. Um, I guess I wasn't really looking at it more so from the player's perspective of what they want. I'm thinking of more on the team because I'm thinking lock him up for three years, you know, see what he's more capable of before you uh, – Cause you know you never know you never know what it could happen. Lock him up for seven, and then all this other shit happens. He de- instantly declines. I don't think he's that kind of player, just because of the just the way he plays, his edge and whatnot. I don't think he, you know he, he plays fired up. So I don't I can't see him just declining at age thirty one. You know. Um, well,
1: he's yeah he's also twenty six. so He's in his prime. He's got some good years ahead of him. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think his agent's probably gonna shoot for like a six or seven year deal. I don't know if they'll get it, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets, like, six years, six and a half or seven million a year. Would right. shock me. right, right.
0: Yeah, um, Trocek is, is going to be interesting. I, I wonder if, uh, I mean, who, who else are you going to put, like, you know, who else are you going to sign? That's the whole thing. You know, who else, you know?
1: And you know he fits in well there. Yeah, you know? he
0: fits in. He's already in the system. You know, he knows the system. He know, you know, he's familiar with his teammates. It's not like, you know, I know these guys are professionals and whatnot, and, and a guy coming from another team can, you know, they can make it happen. But it doesn't, you know, you also see that it doesn't work out well. So I think they do re-sign him. I don't see why not. I think it'd be a little silly not to, to be honest. Um, so I don't see
1: that being an issue,
0: but um, yeah, and
1: you got the younger, you know, you, you got. It. They did sign yummy long-term, right? So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'd like to see more out of him. But uh, I don't know. If you got Ajo, Trocek, and yummy down the middle, that's pretty solid Yeah, and overall, you got Jarvis you know? on the wing, you know? Yeah, that Jarvis, looks, he looks better and better. I mean, he got fucking clobbered by Truba. Yeah. Some people are saying it was a dirty hit. Some people are. I, I'm not trying to be Rangers biased here. I mean, it didn't look dirty. I think it's more so that Jarvis is 20 years old and Truba's just a big fucking boy. Yeah, yeah, I, don't I actually. It uh, didn't really uh, look like a head hunting hit to me. I, I don't think you know. I don't know about you, Rick. As a non Ranger fan, I don't know. did you think that was there yet?
0: I uh, I I missed the hit. I actually did. I'm not sure what I was looking at, but uh, I couldn't even tell you. I got I was drinking a lot last night. Probably
1: um, looked at the mountains.
0: Yeah. No, I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I could look it up right now, though, but. Uh, and give let you know what I think. Wow, it's the first thing that comes up when I, <laughs> when I sure. type this in. Um, all right, excuse excuse the noise, folks. I'm gonna. And here comes Truba. For and a nice Hold on one TV sec. Oh, against uh oh. Too many men. To man, what is this? The Here's the replay. Ah. I don't know, really shitty angle. Here we go. Here's a good, here's a good, uh... I don't think it's a dirty hit. Let's see. Yeah, we really got a... Uh, That's shoulder to shoulder, man. I think his head flings back because of the speed that they were going at. You know, listen, another thing I want to mention is when you slow down the play and the replay and whatever, it's always going to look worse than it really is. It always is. Um, I don't know. Basing off the live hit at the angle I saw, real quick, I, I don't think it's. I, I don't know. I, he was finishing his check. You can't even say it's a late hit. Well, that's, he? What it was open ice. He wasn't by the boards where you know he boarded him or did some did something fucked up. But yeah, I, I. There's no Rangers bias at Mace. So I really don't think there is. It's a bad hit. Um, Sucks that yeah. he got hurt, you know, and he was out for the game. But I don't think that was dirty hit. It looked shoulder right, to shoulder right. to me, but whatever. That's just that's Rick Adams' opinion. Doesn't really count. Doesn't really matter much. But um, I don't know. I uh, that's what I think. I uh, I can't yeah, wait I, for. For Wednesday, honestly, I'm really interested to see what the Rangers do against Tampa. I really am. I, I
1: am too, Rick. I think uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, it's Game One. Uh, you can't judge Game One too much either way, whether Rangers or Tampa wins. Because I think both of those teams are good enough to make a comeback no matter what. Right. Uh, and adjust. And I think adjustments are huge, and both coaches, especially John Cooper, honestly. Are capable of making adjustments. Um, but yeah, it could go either way. Uh, you know, listen, you're not going to. I'm not the type of Ranger fan that's sitting here saying that all oh, Rangers are going to take Tampa down. Like, I, I know how good Tampa is and can be. be. Um, but, you know, not even Rangers biased here. I could see Shashurkin just having another amazing series and just. More so, putting himself on the map as an elite, elite goaltender in this league. Um, I could see the Rangers' young defensemen, including Truba and Fox, but you know those guys really stepping up to the plate. And and you know because we all know a good headman and McDonough are, but they're also a little bit older. They've played a lot of hockey. They've had injuries, so. You know, it wouldn't shock me if Truba and Fox are like, all right, this is our time to shine here. You got your shirk and playing well. Um, the Rangers' big boys are going to have to get it done offensively. You know, it, it's either that or, like, or you're going to be depending on your bottom six, like the Mots, Petrano, Cop, um which, you know, I like their depth too. I think they're going to be able to contribute goals. But, like I said, I think Tampa could play a more physical, greasier game. They could, Every line that goes out there is capable of playing a complete shift and capable of scoring, you know, whether it's Sorelli and Klorn or obviously Stan Post-Polot. We'll see if Braden Point comes back. But you should just go look up Tampa Bay's lines on, like, daily face-off. I mean, every player's, you know, every line's capable of scoring. Oh, Yeah. You know, <laughs> definitely, and, uh, and no, no debate about that. And their goalie is unbelievable, and Victor Hedman's still one of the best defensemen in the league. He's probably one of he's probably top three. So, yeah, I, you know, it's it's going to be a real interesting series because it could go either way. Um, I think a lot of people are picking Tampa, and I don't blame them because I do think Tampa is just still that good, but. Obviously, I'm rooting for my Rangers, and I'm, it's not you know the Rangers get past Tampa. I'm not going to be shocked. Yeah, yeah, I was saying but that earlier. Yeah, you can. The Rangers are going to have to play the best hockey yeah. of their lives. You know, yeah, and their young guys 100%. are going to have to. Hey, it go, you know what goes both ways. It, the it's almost like Tampa's disadvantage is that they've played so much hockey and they're a little bit on the older side. And the Rangers' disadvantage is they haven't played a lot of playoff my hockey no. and they're inexperienced. So it goes both ways, you know.
0: Listen, I think I think if nothing devastating um, happens to Tampa injury wise, and they don't lose like three key guys and whatnot, or God forbid Vasilevsky gets hurt or something, I think I think they're gonna win. Um, but listen, it, it this is this should be the best series in hockey. Honestly, this really should be the best series so far. Honestly, and and there was a lot. There was tons of great series. I just think that it's, you know, two of the best goaltenders going at it. Um, I mean, look, we're watching Edmonton versus Colorado. There's literally second string goalies in right now. It's two backups. You know, it's funny you got two backups going at it, and then you got the two best goaltendings going at it. Goaltenders going at it on, on the East Coast. You know, it's kind of funny how that works. And maybe just yeah. due, maybe just due to that fact, um, now that we have a Final Four here, maybe the. Maybe based off that fact that uh the cup goes back to the east once again, you know, um, you know goaltending's huge. It's no secret. It's no secret. Yeah. So, um, that's my prediction. Goaltending's huge, and it's
1: with the Rangers' depth's gonna have to do with the uh, with Tampa does because we've we've seen with Tampa that you know when Brayden Point was hurt, okay, well Nick Paul will just score the big goal. Oh, Stamkos isn't scoring. Okay, Sorelli will score the big goal. Right. You know, okay, Kucherov's not scoring, ah, oh, Killorn will score the big goal. or Hagel will. You know, they, they just, they, they Ross Colton steps up, He'll. you know, there's always someone with them, like, and you can say the same about the Rangers so far, honestly, too, So a lot of their guys are stepping up, too, but you get my point, like, Tampa's just the way they're built, and the chemistry, it's just, you know, they're able to roll four lines, and every line that goes out there is dangerous, you know, so... Um Rangers obviously going to be depending on just Jerick and play the way he has played and then some um their D to be strong and their young players to step up to the plate you know their young players are really going to have to step up to the plate Lafreniere I think has been very impressive he's been he's been yeah, the best he has been Peel's had a couple great games no doubt he's been scoring he's playing awesome too but Lafreniere's been playing real good but um that's the difference between Tampa and the Rangers. The like Those guys, the second, third line wingers on Tampa, are like experienced guys. They're experienced players that have kind of been there and played in big games before. With the Rangers, it's like you're kind of depending on Lafreniere and Heedle and Kako and these younger guys.
0: Right, right. Mixed,
1: mixed in with some vets like Andrew Kopp or uh, Petrano but um that's that's the only thing with the Rangers that scares me a little bit and it's not that I don't have faith in these young guys it's just that they're so young and inexperienced so far at least in the playoffs that um you're kind of asking a lot of them so we'll see where that goes you know I, I hope they just step up to the plate but um that's where I think Tampa has the advantage
0: right no I agree I agree um Listen, it's gonna be good. I really can't wait. Um, it's gonna be. I. I don't think it's gonna be a shootout like this one. I think just based on the facts that it's, you know, I mean, it's no secret. It's two of the best, the two best goaltenders in the league going at it head to head. So I really don't see it being. Uh, I don't see it being a seven-five halfway through the third period, like how Edmonton versus Colorado is right now.
1: Um, no, I don't think so either. I don't think, I think so. either team even if the Rangers take dumb penalties and give up uh, power play, I think she's is It's good enough that they're not just going to light him up. And I think yeah. the same goes for the Rangers. Like they're not just lighting up Vasilevsky, you know, very rarely that that's going to happen on either end. Right. So,
0: right. No, um, exactly. Um, let's, let's dive into this real quick. What, what do you, I got a question for Mr. Mr. Jack Farris here. Um, what do you think the biggest shock so far in the playoffs is uh, my I'll just start it off real quick is uh I think my biggest shock out of the whole from what I've watched was Tampa sweeping Florida um, might be a little bit of an obvious one just because it was the president trophies president trophy winner and you know best record in the NHL and you know Florida couldn't even yeah. get a win in uh, I, I I think that might be the biggest shock uh, what do you think though Jack what do you think
1: um, the biggest
0: shock in the playoffs uh, so far.
1: Yeah, I think that's honestly that that may see yeah I think the Panthers it has to be the biggest one just because of their season they had and they added so they kind of went all in. They had some pieces they added Giroux, they had a defenseman and uh, Sherrod, They, you know and their team is so good. It really is Barkov, Huber. Like, look how many people picked them to win the Cup, and I, you know,
0: I know I picked right? them to win.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that has to. That's probably the biggest upset. It, I yeah, I'd say that's the biggest upset. The only one that comes a little that comes close, I think, is uh, is Calgary being out against Edmonton, just because Calgary is so good all year, and they have a lot of good players too. Right, and Markstrom was unreal all year, and uh, Kachuk and Goudreau and went home and. Apani and you know I, I don't know what really faulted Calgary overall I think maybe their blue line wasn't strong enough and um, you know Edmonton's just higher power they superstars but David Dreisaddle just Calgary couldn't contain it you know I think that was that was part of it but yeah overall the big two would probably be uh, definitely Florida losing to Tampa like that in such a short fashion the other one I would have is that Jamie still didn't block you that's kind of crazy yeah that
0: is true that is crazy that's uh that's a good uh a good note there um will it ever happen who knows um special shout out happy birthday to major wit today is his birthday um but yeah who knows if jamie will unblock me? we will get into that as as more episodes come uh you know it's uh i would say that is one of the biggest shocks too um all jokes aside uh I I love this time of year. I know we say it literally every podcast. Um, you know you got, you got the summer, the spring coming up. You know spring, summer over here in Long Island, and uh, you know it's it's just great. I mean, playoffs are on. You know, nice weather, beach weather, Memorial Day weekend. Um, it, it's just you can't ask for much more. You know, so this is this is great, and um, listen. Let's see what happens. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up. This is pretty much of a, a shorter podcast. You know, we're down to the final four. Um, listen, we'll have one more coming. Well, you know, we'll have another episode towards the end of the week and whatnot. I gotta I gotta travel back oh, yeah. to Long Island uh, Friday night. Uh, well, Friday during the day won't be getting home till nighttime. Um, so maybe we'll do
1: one over maybe the we'll weekend. Wrap up some games. Then probably end of this week.
0: Yeah, probably probably do one over the weekend. We'll probably squeeze one in, or you know, worst case scenario, we'll have to do it Monday. Um, but yeah, that's
1: where we're at. Yeah, we have uh, we've got plenty to talk about still. So that's for damn sure. And um, yeah, if you uh, you listeners you got anything you wanna hear us talk about, you feel free to reach out. But uh, you know, obviously the main focus here is gonna be these series: Edmonton vs. Colorado and the Rangers vs. Tampa and uh everything involved in them with players are stepping up with players or maybe on the milk carton and uh missing in action right
0: oh yeah am i uh
1: yeah but uh we'll be you know focused on the playoffs and uh obviously once we get past the playoffs we'll have plenty to talk about as well with the draft free agency you name it but yeah um no, yeah agreed. we're pumped for the playoffs i'm real pumped for tomorrow night rangers versus tampa that's for sure it's gonna be one hell of a series and um yeah, I mean listen, Canadian listeners and American listeners, I'm sure, uh, you know, got plenty of, unless you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, of course, but if you're an Oilers fan, you're pumped. If you're a Rangers fan, you're pumped. Uh, if you're just a hockey fan, there's plenty plenty of good teams to watch, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Rangers weren't in the you know, last year and the Rangers weren't in, I was still having fun watching it every night, so Oh
0: yeah. Uh you could totally totally agree on that. Totally agree on that. Um all right, it's it's getting late over here. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. This is Rick Adams um, on the line with Jack Farris, and and we're gonna we're gonna close this one out here.
1: All right, fellas, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back at you next week. Appreciate all you guys.
0: All right, stay tuned for the next episode, folks. We're out. Later. Have a good night, guys.